Alrighty, and we're back. It's us, the Film Stripping Podcast. Final episode for this month, and what a movie to go out on. What a fucking doozy. <laughs> so, you know the deal. Uh, every month, we have a different theme, and every week we watch a movie within that theme. This is our fourth one. We're closing it out with Paul Blart Mall Cop, January 2009 release. I almost decided that we should no longer do this podcast in the middle of watching this godforsaken movie. I almost decided to kill myself yeah. in, in the middle of watching this goddamn yeah. movie. Sounds about right. I fucking it's can't. fucking awful. Oh, okay. So we're closing it out. The theme, fuck you, it's January. I think we've talked enough about what that means. The dump month of January. I want to know of those target audiences, who was this target audience? Uh, I, it was not teenagers. No, it was not old people. Mm-hmm. It was not bored people. It might I, be bored people. I I don't know who. Th- I wrote that down in my notes yeah. as we were watching the movie. I said, "Who is this movie made for?" I, I have no idea. I don't get it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking. This and one's it's, so fucking baffling. And it's Happy Madison, which is Adam Sandler's company, right? Yeah. And I feel like he's always done like a younger person, like a uh, focus on the younger person because mm-hmm. it was so funny, so dumb, mm-hmm. fart joke. Yeah. I, I don't know. I want to know the person. Listen, if you went to the movie theater, you bought a ticket, you watched this movie, you loved it. I want to hear from you. Okay. I want to know what I'm missing. Yeah. I want to know what their target population was. Clearly, they were right on the money because apparently there's a mall cop too. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that. Oh, my God. Uh, we'll, we'll get all into that. So, yeah, Paul Blart was a January release. And apparently, it's clear that they didn't know when to release this because part of the movie has to deal with thanksgiving and black Mm. friday and christmas so it seems like it was supposed to be released in november or something i would get i don't know i don't know how these fucking things work but i just i just talk about them (laughs) so um you wanted to ask me this is probably going to be a little bit of a longer episode because we're going to do some house cleaning here with this episode as well as talking paul blart but you wanted to ask me why did you choose these four particular movies for january like of all the movies Mm -hmm. that come out in january why these four and i particularly want to know why mall cop (laughs) because i'm upset (laughs) it's just so bad i want to know why mall cop (laughs) 2 That's, that's just been itching as a question inside my brain for the last couple hours. We just watched this, audience. We just fucking watched and this And I wanted movie. to do this right now oh because I needed to get this shit off my chest. <laughs> okay. Uh, so why I chose these particular movies, I don't know if I can really give you a clear answer on that. Like I knew with... I knew I was going to start it off with The Grey as I was going through Mm -hmm. to see a list of movies that came out in um, January. I first wanted to do this as only good movies that came out in January because January is not really known for good movies. So I wanted to go through a list of January releases, find good movies that were released and talk about those. And then I was like, that's kind of boring if we only talk about movies that are really good. So I then wanted to like mix it up with... I was like, so I, I really dove into what the dump month really is. So yeah. that's why we had 
such a range such a range of them so with with daybreakers we had this weird vampire movie that uh i i don't know who that one was marketed to either because it's such a different vampire movie i I feel like the teen and the older people can definitely see the vampire movie yeah i'm really glad you also chose say the last dance because as you know it's my favorite movie and the oscars totally overlooked it Mm -hmm. that's obviously a teen centered movie right yeah and then Paul Blart Mall Cop, I'm not quite sure who that's for, what it's doing here. But that's why it's the dump month. I think somebody else also must have thought that, what are we going to do with this movie? I guess put it out in January. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So I with mean. that being said, should we just dive right into Paul Blart Mall Cop? Okay. So I really failed at the Save the Last Dance synopsis. Oh, yeah, and, you did. Yeah, so do you want me to try and take a crack at this one again? Because I feel like this is a tougher nut to crack than... No, I'm going to crack it this time. You, you got yeah, it? I'm going to crack it. Okay. Okay, Mall Cop is a movie about a sad, lonely man who, in the end, is the hero, and it's supposed to be like, oh, you can do it, too. You have it in you, too, because he's sad and lonely and depressed, and he doesn't. he thinks he's worthless. And in the end, he saves people gets his girl his daughter loves him the end okay i'm gonna i'm gonna say it like this bumbling mall security oh, guard yeah. foils crooks okay that's i i think that's what it is yeah that's good but it's so weird because the i, I have this in my notes that and i'm gonna jump ahead right now to this point it's not until halfway through the fucking movie that we find out What's going on? It's at the 40 minute mark where criminals start taking over the mall. And we're like, wait, what? I even said out loud, wait, what's happening? Because we're halfway through the movie and now all of a sudden there's a mall heist. Yeah, I thought it was only going to be about him trying to find a woman before Christmas. That's what I thought it was. The movie starts off and I'm like, oh, my God, this is this sad man, this sad, troubled man. Well, you're still right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. true. It was. It was this. That movie was definitely about a sad, troubled man. Oh my god! Uh, as we as we do this little experiment of a podcast, I, we're definitely going to have to invest and start having audio from us watching the movie because when the title "Paul Blart Mall Cop" <laughs> showed up, I was so mad. You were so mad. I I you were screaming at me. I and, think I well no, I screamed at you because I thought. I've, I have this memory of you saying you had never seen it, uh-huh. but it's going to be one of those movies where like, you have to suffer through it for me. So I thought it was going to be like one of my top movies, like The Mighty Ducks, The no, Big Green. I just meant so, I, I have to suffer through it for the podcast. Yeah. So the whole time I was like waiting really anxiously. Like, for The Big this? Green? Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking great movie. So I was like really excited. What is this movie going to be? What are we going to watch? And then it has the security badge thing and I'm like, well, I don't I don't think I've ever liked a cop. Like this isn't the A-Team. This isn't SWAT or one of the other cop movies that I kind of I like, but and then I just saw the 
guard and protect and then happy Madison. And then I put it all together and I was like, it's a fucking mall cop. Yeah. And then it shows the badge. And that's when I think I yelled, you think I would have fucking liked this movie because I was still on yeah, the, I was confused why you thought that I would think that you would like this movie. I knew well, we were both going to suffer. Yeah. Well, that's why I was upset. I, I thought it was like how, if, like you think my taste I is do, mall I cop. do not think anyone's that, taste that, is mall cop. Right, yeah. yeah. So then, and then I was just mad. Like, we have to now watch. You this said movie. you said this is how I'm spending my afternoon. You're so <laughs> I did. pissed off. Said, this <laughs> I did. is how I'm spending my afternoon. <laughs> it's just I don't I don't get the I don't understand Adam Sandler's Happy Madison humor. Like I don't get that whole genre. It doesn't make any sense to me. But I can see how other people find his other movies funny. I get it. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. This movie is baffling. It, I don't get who it. Who finds this funny? I don't, uh, I, I asked you in the middle of the movie, is this a comedy? Or I was like, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure out, is this, at no point, I even made a note as I was going through, I'm like, I haven't laughed yet. And then I kept looking, Mm. I'm like, yep, an hour in, I still haven't laughed. Like, this is just, okay, let's just start at the beginning. (laughs) Okay, so the uh, movie opens with uh, Paul Blart's boob sweat. Let's Mm -hmm. just put it at that. Mm -hmm. And then he topples over. While exercising. Yes, he topples over while doing his police Police training training exercise Mm -hmm. thing. And then he's asleep. So I wrote down, why did he fall? Why is he asleep? This doesn't make any sense in my medical repertoire. I thought oh. he was going to be narcoleptic, and I right, oh, I was fuck, like, that's that would have been, I would have been like, that would be so funny if that's he was a narcoleptic mall cop, and yes. I was like, okay, I might be into this if he's just taking like if it, fuck, and it, and it has nothing to do with that. That's it's a great just, idea. He, it's just he's fat and diabetic. No, well, okay, so then the other thing was that he has these hypoglycemic episodes, oh, right. which is yeah. actually from type one diabetes, not the diabetes you're thinking of that like mm. you get when you eat too much and. Not eat too much, but I'm not going to go into it. It's a type 1 diabetes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that. So me watching this movie was like, I was just angry at the fact that they are so far from reality. type 1 diabetes and reality and definitions. And I'm sure everyone watching that who has suffers from that disease was really upset too. Like, yeah. I don't know why we're making fun of this and he has fucking pixie sticks in his pocket. Yeah. Like, you're disgusting. He put peanut butter on his pie. That's one th- I just oh. wanted to ask you right now. Let's question reality because he put peanut butter on his pie. Is this a thing people in New I, Jersey do? I, is this a thing anybody anywhere does? I don't know, but there's like, you know, people put like pickles on sandwiches. I think uh, that's gross. What, so that, what if people... Everybody puts pickles on sandwiches. I mean, Sure. That's not that weird as spreading peanut butter over your like blackberry pie. Well, my dad puts peanut butter on his waffles. That's I thought delicious. that was really I, fucking that weird. That is delicious. Well, I, who did, I don't know yeah. anyone else who does that. <laughs> Very early into the movie, we learned that Paul Blart Mall Cop is infatuated with Amy, who works in the mall. Yes. And... This is when I became very concerned with the character of Paul Blart Mall Cop because he's so infatuated with her that he is creepily stalking her in yes. the mall. And this is supposed to be our hero, like the the person in the movie that we're supposed to connect with yes. and root for. And he's like leering at her. And then he goes back to his security guard office. Security guard lair and he points Ugh, his multiple. Lair multiple security cameras Ugh. at Amy as she's working so he can sit there and watch her from multiple angles and all i could think was this is not the 
actions of a mentally stable person, let alone the actions of a character that we're supposed to connect with as an audience. Who is the person empathizing with this man? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Because so he falls in love with her. I don't even know how because she's pretty. So he just automatically falls in love with her. Do you even have anything in common? Do you have the same humor? Like we didn't even get into that. It was just she's beautiful. I want to date her, marry her, whatever. Um, and then in the end, like when the crooks, not the the kid, oh, the parkour teenagers come over and they want to take over the mall and get what are they doing security codes for credit cards or something I to get money quite get it but they're trying to steal credit card codes for they didn't make it clear at all they're trying okay. to steal money somehow and amy is a hostage because she's in the bank when they take over the mall mm-hmm. and so in the end paul has to he he has a chance to leave the mall to be safe yeah and he goes back because he sees amy's car in the parking lot right goes back to the bank or to the mall ends up like knocking people out and yeah, he suddenly becomes athletic, like, quote unquote, the action hero. I actually wrote further down. It was it was right after that forty minute mark where we find out that Paul Blart Mall Cop is now alone in the mall with criminals taking over the mall in, in a heist situation with hostages. And I and wrote guns. down, I wrote down, is this or did they just decide to make shitty Die Hard? And then right after that. Paul Blart Mall Cop jumps into the vent in a ceiling, and I said, oh, shit, they're making a shitty Die Hard is exactly what they're doing. By the way, how big did that ceiling vent have to be for that man to get up inside Ooh, of it? Like, that I thing mean, had to be at least, you know, I'm holding my hands out pretty wide. Yeah. Like, yay big? Yeah. It's about five feet. <laughs> yeah. Five feet wide. And that was the idea that he could even pull himself up into the vent thing. Yeah, that was that was the most unbelievable thing of the movie. Uh, that was the most unbelievable thing. That and the peanut butter on the pie. Oh my god! Yeah, I uh, mean, sure. So I want to talk about how sad of a person Paul Blart Mall Cop is, because uh, I wrote down many times in my notes: this movie is sad. This man is sad. <laughs> you know what? I wrote down multiple times in my notes. Why am I watching this? I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. I am uncomfortable. I am uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, that's that pretty much nails how I felt the entire time. It was it was actually agonizing. I there was yes. a point where I was like tossing and turning. Like you were. I was like, oh, I can't. Just, I was just and writhing in pain. And it wasn't that we were we didn't want to watch it because it was a poorly made movie. It was that the things Paul was doing that we're supposed to feel bad for him about were so gross, I felt, to watch. Yeah, it was gross and sad. And he just seemed like a terrible person. He gets... There's a moment where they have their office holiday party, I think, maybe. Or just just an office party. I think, yeah. And, And he gets fucking wasted. Like, sad, drunk, wasted at his work party. And then the movie hard cuts... To him having sad Thanksgiving with his family. And again, I wrote down, this movie is sad. At which point, he immediately gets up from Thanksgiving dinner, goes to his room with his computer from the from 19, 1980s. Yeah. Yes. Like, where did they get Why? that prop? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Why? This is so weird. He then sits there, and then he cries while staring at a receipt that uh, mall worker Amy had given him. And he just starts crying. And I wrote down right in my notes, 
this movie is sad <laughs> and this man is troubled <laughs> like i do not i do not, we are well into the movie now and it all you see is this sad troubled man and that's the hard thing for when it gets to the point where mall crooks take over and are doing their thing and we're supposed to root for him because i didn't want i wanted him to leave i I wanted the real police to come in and take care of this situation (laughs) this man is not capable of handling the emotional stress of this we've clearly seen this but did you see him he was very capable (laughs) he was rolling over and (laughs) dodging bullets on his segway it was really bad it's so bad I'm sorry if to the I'm talking to the audience right now. Audience, whoever you are, if I know you, if you're a stranger and we've never met, I'm really sorry if you heard a tag at the last episode or I tweeted something out saying, "Hey, this is the movie we're going to watch and then talk about it." And then you went out and sought it out to watch it to enjoy this moment with us. I really, really, honestly apologize. And you if, could submit your receipts, so we will refund you the that, 99 not, cents you do, paid um, on no, iTunes. No, that's not happening. <laughs> no, yeah. I will not refund you. No, that's that's your own problem. <laughs> Never listen to a fool. Okay. Uh, so you were mentioning sad things. Mm-hmm. Can we still talk about them? Of course. Oh, so There's only sad things <laughs> to talk about in this movie. <laughs> then we would have nothing else to talk about. Yeah. So... Like, I know you were talking about the fact that he was a super creepy guy in his lair watching Amy Mm -hmm. at her kiosk. Mm -hmm. There's a... Okay, maybe I should just stick to Paul. In the very beginning, it opens with him eating dinner with mom and a little girl who we assume is the daughter. And right away, I said, I'm like, that's a Hispanic girl. Yeah. Because Paul's white and mom's white. Or Mm -hmm. Paul's mom's white, duh, I guess. Um, You keep saying Paul, but I just want to clarify. It's Paul Blart Mall Cop. Paul Blart. I'm not going to do four words. Oh, okay. I can't possibly. Okay. <laughs> so Paul Blart Malkop is talking about how he lost his or his wife left him or something like that. Or your mommy left. And the girl's like, well, when she came over, your wife didn't have papers and then she just married you for a green card and then she left. Yeah, they make. I, was, a, I don't know if that was supposed to be a joke or not. But I, why? Yeah, I don't know why like, that was in there. I didn't understand the angle of. Like, all I could think was, I think this is supposed to be a joke. And I could not figure out the angle of why this is funny. Where's the joke at in and, this? I mean, historically, and I really don't want to be offensive. I'm just saying historically, it's usually not Hispanic women marrying white people for green cards, passports, citizenship or whatever. So it would have been funnier if they use like a stereotype but they didn't. Right. So it didn't make any sense. Yeah. Why even bring it up? Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's, it's almost as if it was an afterthought, like they cast the daughter and they're oh. like, oh shit, this this girl is clearly a different race than Paul Blart Mall Cop. We got to add something in there. That and, makes it, a lot of it, sense. And then it's just like never mentioned again. It's just weird. There's so many things in this movie that happen and then are never brought up again. And there was quite there was quite a bit of like not I wouldn't want to say like violence, but a lot of like attacking Amy in this movie. So Paul's all weird in the camera, and then when he's at where are they at? American Jacks, American Johns, some bar, chain restaurant. It's yeah. like a Bennigan's or a Applebee's. Yeah. 
So when he's there, he like stumbles on her because he's wasted. And Mm -hmm. he's like, we're together. I told my mom that we're dating. Tell everyone we're dating. And he's like on her. Mm -hmm. And Amy's clearly very uncomfortable. She does the make myself small thing. Yeah. So like Paul's all over her. How fucking awkward and uncomfortable is that for Amy? Yeah. And then that weird pen guy's all over her all the time. Yeah, guy. I did, I'd rather not talk about that guy. Oh, weird pen guy. Yeah. Oh my god. And then Vex, Fret, Vet, the leader of the, the main pack. bad guy. What's it? Feck. Mm-hmm. And then Fex all over her. Like I'm gonna take you to the camp. Cayman Islands. Cayman Islands and yeah. blah blah blah. Like why are all these people all over poor Amy? Leave the girl alone. Yeah. Amy has some problems herself. She repeatedly throughout the movie signs all of her text messages. So at she the does. at the end of her text message it'll say, "Hey, the crooks are heading to the New Balance store to steal some money." hyphen Amy. <laughs> you know well, who does that? Old people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's like something my mom would do. Is that how they were trying to get the old people to come like like man this movie was very relatable i signed all my text messages or do you think this is why old people sign their messages because they saw this this movie movie? and they're like oh you have to sign your message no then why do all old people sign their text messages yeah i don't know why that's an old people thing i i don't know but another thing was this is this is 2009 and she has a phone with like buttons on it and shit yeah. We're, we're like two years into iPhones, and this is a clear thing about Sony movies is uh-huh. at that time, they're still trying to sell Sony Ericsson's, so because the Sony Pictures and Sony Electronics are two different things owned by the same thing, mm-hmm. they don't put in an iPhone, and your character doesn't have an iPhone, oh. your character has a Sony Ericsson, because people still had those? What? I no? forgot Sony Ericsson was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> It took me a while when you said Ericsson, like, what the... It yeah. was a cell phone. Yeah. Oh, my God. Which makes this movie seem like it would have been made in 2005. Like, when I'm watching it, it's, oh, this, this is a 2005 movie. Why yes. They have these phones with buttons on them and shit. Wait, is, do you think that's when they actually made it and then took them four years to, it, like, finish it no, and put it out? No, I, I, I did my research. <laughs> I did my Paul Blart Mall Cop research. <laughs> they they filmed this and released it uh, almost in the same year. So Wow. Yeah, it, it was filmed in uh, the middle of 2008 eight and then released in 2009 uh january can we talk about money now because i want to know i want to know if this movie made one hundred thousand dollars or two hundred thousand dollars let me just yeah let's talk about box office let me just briefly skim through my notes right here and see if there's anything that i really have to say about this movie not really no oh yes (laughs) yes yes I have one thing. Yes. At the very end, Paul Blart Mall Cop gives Amy a birthday card. Yes. After he's defeated the criminals out on an air, like, tar- tarmac. like tarmac, you know, for an airfield. And everybody's all bloodied and kidnapped and been on a chase and shot and beat up. And he decides to whip out a birthday card. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm yes. telling you, this is a troubled man. <laughs> he might be a sociopath. And he gives her this birthday card that says amy you are like a great meal you make me feel stuffed with feelings plus i don't need to unbutton my pants 
everyone is attacking Amy. Leave this pearl girl alone. She, I, I feel for Amy in this movie. This the, is disgusting. Oh, you, you, the movie ended. You left. I stuck through and was watching the credits. There's a credit scene. They get married and it no. shows. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I so I didn't watch the whole entire movie. No. Well, it doesn't have any words to it. It's just like a musical number with the credits going. And it's just like pictures of their wedding. How do they even know they like each other? They've like they, they've said 200 words to each other. I feel like it's almost Stockholm Syndrome where she now feels connected to the rescuer of her kidnapping oh. but he was also previously the villain in yeah. her life oh god oh god this movie is very disturbing um i did uh actually there was a moment where i got a little teary-eyed you, you twice, you twice uh, i don't remember the second time uh well, the, the old, same character yes so it was the old man security guard mm-hmm. who's the one who ended up shooting the SWAT officer who was also in on this. Yeah. And the SWAT officer was about to shoot Paul Blart, mall cop. Um, and then the old security man ends up shooting SWAT man. And he's like shaking while he's holding the gun. But that's not the part I cried about. The part I cried at was when he was like, when the SWAT man was like, who the heck is inside the mall? What is he doing? And the old man security officer was like, that's my man. Oh, fuck. I might get emotional now. I just, I really like the idea of like your people and your team and like looking out for your people. And he's probably had this job forever. And he's really looking at Paul Blart Mall Cop. Like, that's my man. Like, we're, he's going to save the day. We're going to protect him. And in the end, he protected him. It was really sweet. You need, you need help. Part. You need help. I, d- <laughs> I do not know what's going on inside your noggin, but these are I, not normal thoughts. I think they are. Oh, my God. I want to know how many people feel for old man security guard. He was uh, such know, a papa figure. I really liked it. I would, I would honestly like to know anybody listening out there, hit us up and let us know if you've actually seen this movie. And also let us know if you watched this movie because we were doing this and you decided to follow along just either one let us know how it happened you saw it previously or you saw it because of this and again for the third time i apologize (laughs) i am very sorry that i think the first apology is to me the the first apology is for even starting up this little adventure knowing that this is where (laughs) it's gonna go i told you right before we we turned this movie on you did i said I think I might change my mind and we watch something else. And I said no. You said no. You said you had no idea what the movie was at that time. Yeah. And you said no. You have to stick to your guns and do it. Yeah. Uh, Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. We're done with Paul Blart Mall Cop. Let's never have to talk about it again. I might throw away these. I might throw away these notes. Yeah. That's probably a good idea. Box office. $200,000. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I'm so excited. What do you think the budget was? Oh, uh, $4 million. $26 million. What? $26 million. That's that's the highest budget of the movies we've watched. This one had a bigger budget. Than the gray? Than the gray. Wait, was it because they like broke so many glass windows at the mall or like explosions and stuff? Well, as you know, mall glass windows are very expensive, so... <laughs> That that does rack up your production costs. Okay, budget was twenty six million dollars. How much money do you think it made opening weekend? Two hundred thousand dollars. Thirty nine million dollars. What? 
Okay. Domestic <laughs> in the U.S. Just the U.S. alone. How much money all in all do you I, think it made? Okay. So $39 million opening weekend yeah. in America. Yeah. So domestic total. That's like four. Oh my gosh. I'm going to guess $80 million. $146 million. What? Yeah. $146 million total worldwide. $183 million. So we can we can see something right there that this movie definitely did not appeal to a foreign market in any way. No. Although I feel like you could just take the same pictures and do subtitles that are completely different than what the actual story is oh. that is showing. And I feel like you could probably build a better movie. That That's would have been really great. Good idea. Matter of fact, I might pick this up on the cheap and just see what the subtitles say. Yes. Okay. So where does this movie rank within the box office of other movies for this month? The Grey had a budget of 25, just barely under uh, uh, this one, but only worldwide made $77.2 million. <laughs> this movie made more than double that much. Oh, my God. Daybreaker's $20 million budget, fifty million, uh, 51 worldwide. Save the Last Dance, $13 million budget, $132 million worldwide. So you'd say Appropriately, yes. that, and that was in 2001. So that's a lot more money than 183 million in 2009. Slight little, okay. uh, you know, um, inflation, 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 you know, adjustment. Um, so I would say that the most profitable film of the ones that we watched that were released in the dump month was Save the Last Dance. Woo woo! Yeah. However, that's just in the box office because there is this little thing I want to read to you. Paul Blart Mall Cop was released on DVD and Blu-ray on May 19th, 2009 and sold 1,800,000 copies, making U.S. $29 million for the week. Having only been out for six days, it ranked number one in sales as well as for the week the next week, where it made number one again and sold an additional half a million copies for a grand total of $46 million in the home entertainment market. So after this movie, which is, this is crazy. This is crazy for I'm this the movie. Twilight Zone. <laughs> there is millions and millions of copies of this sold. What 2.8 million copies of this sold after it came onto the home theater market. And it bumped up the total uh, gross of the movie to $227 million. Is Paul Blart Mall Cop the highest grossing movie that we watched this month? Because of this home DVD sale? I, I mean, I don't have numbers. I, I couldn't okay. find numbers for Save the Last Dance. Okay. But my answer is going to be yes. Okay, Not only so... that, but just box office alone. Paul Blart Mall Cop ranks number seven and i'm actually going to say it ranks number six in all time of movies released what no yeah no yeah. no yeah paul blart mall cop all movies released in uh january it comes in what? number six number six by a technicality that i'm gonna say right now because number four it has chicago listed but chicago was only in 600 theaters in january wow but that's because it had a limited release. Yeah, and yeah. then like a month later, they opened it up to like 3,000. Yeah. So, so I get it. Um, But check out this list that leads up to 
Paul Blart Mall Cop. I can't even believe this movie is on a list. That's what? not worst movies ever made. <laughs> What's going on here? Okay, number one, American Sniper. Number two, The Revenant. Number three, A Beautiful Mind. Number four, with an asterisk, Chicago. Number five, Hidden Figures. Number six, Grand Torino. Number seven, Paul Blart Mall Cop. What, what the fuck is happening? What? <laughs> Clearly, we are on the outside. We don't understand what's happening we, in the world. We're we're so, so clueless with this. Yeah. I thought that it was going to be I, we were going to be hard pressed to receive information on why people decided to spend their money and watch this. But th- there are t- a ton of you out there. Explain it to me. Yeah, hopefully one of our listeners is somebody who went out and saw this or had seen this previously, and we get to find out a little nugget about it. I'm desperate to find out. Uh, Anybody out there, please just give us any info because we are lost. I don't understand. Now, to rate this movie, 1 to 10, we decided we're going to do decimal fractions. Yes. You go. Okay, uh, 2.5. 2.5, solid. I'm giving it a 3. Oh, just, nice. Just giving it a 3. I, I have is... nothing else to say about it. It just gets a 3 out of 10. I want to say that's mm-hmm. 3 out of 10, of course. I uh, gave it a 2.5 only because I thought... Uh, Feck, the leader of the parkour kids, mm-hmm. who the crime ring people, mm-hmm. was actually not a bad actor. He was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And I really like Amy as an actress, so that's why I got a two point five. Yeah, I mean, right. I gave it a three. They made a movie. It, it, it was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's it's not good, and I did not enjoy watching it at any point. Do you know that, uh, I, so we don't normally include Roger Ebert's scores in this, but I just happened to stumble upon it while I was doing some Paul Blart Mall Cop research. Mm. He gave it three stars out of four stars. What? Yeah. And and uh, one of his highlights, I don't have the quote right here in front of me, but off the top of my head, one of his uh, highlights was he liked the wholesome comedy. And I like, thought, oh. is this a comedy? This is not a comedy. It's also not wholesome. That's true. It, it's it, very, it's very vile and disturbed. It, it, yes. Yeah. It's worrisome. Okay. Metacritic gives it a 39, but that's out of 100. So what we're going to do is we're going to take that 100 and get rid of the zero, move the decimal <laughs> point over, and that'll be a 3.9 from Metacritic. Okay. IMDB gives it a 5.2, and what? Fat Dad gives it a 5. What? I know, right? This, you know, Fat Dad, not allowed in this household. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> Fat Dad can do whatever he wants. And uh, I'm really curious to, to to get a little bit of, he, he, you know, not to say too much about Fat Dad, but he might have had a little one too many of the whiskeys oh. that night. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he liked it. Fat Dad, will you let us know why this was a five and not a one? Yes. Thanks. Please. Okay, so... Where does this fit within the theme of the month? So you gave the gray a seven. I gave it an eight. Daybreakers, you gave a four. I gave a six. Save the Last Dance, you gave a 9.8. Wow, just that movie. And 6.8. So, I, I mean, it looks like Save the Last Dance and the Gray, we, we kind of agree on, are the two best for, for this month, right? Yes. All right. Is there anything else you would like to talk about? Well, well, we have this opportunity, and we're still talking about Paul Blart Mall Cop. Uh, well, in in Paul Blart Mall Cop, there's also a scene where 
uh, he needs a cell phone because he doesn't own one. So his friend at the cell phone cart gives his daughter one. Mm -hmm. And I think they're Indian. Mm -hmm. And the girl's boyfriend is calling Paul Blart Mall Cop uh, on her cell phone. And he is seems like a creep as well. Mm -hmm. Has like a shrine to her, I think, in the room. And also has a GPS tracker thing on her cell phone. And she does not know about it. The the women in Paul Blart Mall Cop are in trouble. Yes. This is a world where women are in trouble. Yes. Yeah. It's disgusting. She's a teenager. Okay. One last thing before we wrap this all up, because this was a movie where they spent a significant time as hostages in the mall, and Paul Blart was also stuck in the mall. Any point in this movie where you questioned anybody having to go to the bathroom? Yes. You did? Yes. Thank at, you. At which point? So, uh, when they, I don't, I don't know what which point, but I think, oh, um, when was it, it was the really co- obese man? No, <sighs> because oh, I figured he had to, you know. It was when they because they were all out in like the front lobby at first, um, and they were only there for a little bit, but then it was like you could tell that things were moving along. The SWAT team came; they were trying to negotiate terms. He Feck wanted a happy meal or something like, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, Paul Blart came in and he did something so that uh, Feck was like, move the hostages to the back. So then they put him in a closed room, like a room with a door and like locked it. Mm -hmm. Well, now there is no bathroom down there. And then Paul starts, Paul Blart, Paul, fuck, what's it? Paul Blart mall cop goes around the mall, like getting things from different stores to like, it was very like home alone situation, like getting things to be creative and resourceful. And that's when I was like, you have to pee. It's the end of the day. They weren't playing on this. I'm sure all of them go to the bathroom right before they leave work, which they hadn't at this point. Mm-hmm. Or right when they get home from work. Yes. They're, they're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to wait till I'm in my safe space because <laughs> I got one on deck. So, <laughs> well, it's, it's, yeah. it's real life. It's what happened. Oh, my God. I forgot one more thing. Everybody in this movie is a sociopath. They're, at, at the beginning of the movie, he goes up to a Victoria. Oh, I can't believe I'm still oh talking gosh. about fucking Paul Blart Malkop. I cannot believe I'm still talking about Paul Blart Malkop. How did we forget Victoria's Secret? He goes to Victoria's Secrets, and there's an altercation between two women trying to buy the same bra. He goes to try and defuse the altercation, and he starts like fat talking to this larger lady there like it has nothing to do with what the altercation was over the bra he just pulls her aside and just starts like it, hey i get it we're both fat you know yeah. like, like and it's like out of nowhere he just starts so she gets upset and then they just start fighting yes. like like kicking the shit out of each other and her shirt comes off uh, it was and, very vulgar yeah, yeah i did not like, like it why do we need this yeah, and we don't because what happens is they fight and then the movie just hard cuts outside of it it just cuts and then all, all of a sudden he's back to creeping on amy yeah and like had nothing like they're in the middle of a fight the movie just cuts and they never talk about that fight ever again it's never like i have no idea why this just happened and the girl who was fighting about the bra didn't even use that opportunity to purchase the bra that's true that was a really rookie mistake when you're right? trying to fight over an item at a store like and, you use that opportunity to say i've cash just ring me up yeah and the other thing is there is no way those two women wear the same bra size. Oh, that absolutely. was infuriating. Oh, yeah. Just have two women who kind of look the same fighting for the same bra. Well, she could have been buying it as a gift for someone. Well, shoot. Yeah. Yeah, she could have been. Yeah. Either way, 
the lady could have purchased the bra and then maybe Paul Blart could have been like, see, I use that to distract her so the other lady can get the bra. No. Just, no, no, it was a scene for no reason. No reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I did not like it. No. I think that was that was one of the times when I wrote, uh, I don't want to see this. Oh, it is. I said, um, oh, one of the things I thought right before was, why do they need segues? It's a mall. Yeah. Like, what? I don't understand. But he uses a segue to go to Victoria's Secret, fights the lady. That's when I said, I don't want to see this. And then he kept saying, like, I need backup. I need backup. And the man, Feck, was like just watching and didn't back him up. That was really upsetting. The, the whole movie was upsetting to me. Yes. And I'm I'm actually like so bummed that I'm still talking about <laughs> Paul Blart Malkoff. I'm, I'm, I'm going to apologize for another reason right now to the listeners. If this episode was kind of a downer because <laughs> we just hate it so much. And I really want to just check out of this episode and just call it early and be like, I really do not want to discuss this anymore. And if you're upset by that, you know what? You so are have, we. You didn't have to watch Paul Blart Mall Cop. I did. <laughs> I had to do it. So did I. But I'm sorry. We good? We good on Paul Blart Mall Cop? Yeah, I am good. It was an offensive movie. It was very sad. There's no way you could be empathetic with Paul Blart. He's... Vile. Yes. He, oh my... Yes. He's vile. Like, oh. All right. Cool. I can't believe they got married. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Filmstripping. Send us your emails and let us know when you last watched Paul Blart Malkop. (laughs) And Uh, I can't wait for next month's theme. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Episode four is donezo. I always want to thank everybody for tuning in. That wraps up this month of Fuck You, It's January. This theme is closed out. I, I can't stress this enough. If you saw this movie, Paul Blart Mall Cop, and you enjoyed it, email us. We feel like we're we're missing something. I I just there's there's something we're not getting. Filmstripping at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We'll let you know what the first movie of next month is. Always, always big thanks to Fat Dad. Peace out. <laughs>